morning and it's Tuesday the 14th I think that's the date back around uh, the 28th of May don't even remember exactly what I was listening to now I'm not that good at no take care of folks I wasn't in school so that's a weakness by God's grace and his mercy and his the Holy Spirit I'm getting better at it <laughs> But I still ain't there yet. It's just like, I'm not who I was, but let's hear a song go. I'm not who I was, but I'm not yet what God intended me to be. He's still transforming me by His sanctification, by His grace. Praise God. I was in over in Ezekiel. Verse 5 hit me, but as I began to study the Lord in prayer, There's some that foolishly just take verse 5 alone. You can't do that. The actual context for it is 5 through 9 when they always refer to righteousness and justice. Let me read 5 alone first. NASB is the version. Father God, will you open open up my mouth and speak through it, Father God? These are your words. They can't not be speak by just a mere man. Not just a mere human being, but only unless it's empowered by you. Give ears to hear all that you would lead to. Listen to this in Jesus' name. Amen. 5 through 8. But if a man... This is again, this is Ezekiel 18, 5 through 9. But if a man is righteous and practices justice and righteousness... And does not eat. These are little conditions are going along with that. And does not eat at the mountain shrines or lift up his eyes to idols of the house of Israel. Remember, Israel was sinning against God at this one of the times. Or defile his neighbor's wife. Or approach a woman during her menstrual cycle. If a man does not oppress anyone but restores to the debtor his pledge, does not commit robbery but gives his bread to to the hungry and covers the naked with clothing if he if he does not and that could go along with she also this is a non-gender context type of thing if he does not lend money and interest that means bank loans (laughs) adding to the price of the vehicle or price of the product and not just vehicle whether it be a house or otherwise (laughs) make a making it Making them believe that it's worth more than it is. Nope, it's actually worth less than its selling price. But that's another lesson for another time. If he does not lend money on interest or take increase, if he keeps his hand from iniquity and executes true justice between man and man, if he, if he walks in the... Actually, each time as I'm looking at it, and most times... Or not each time, most times... The word if, making it conditional. If he walks in my statutes and my ordinances so as to deal faithfully, he is righteous and surely live, and surely live, declares the Lord God. First, you always need to, before you're going to try and say practice righteous justice, you got to determine what the two of them are. Um, first of all, Romans, over in Romans chapter 3, God clearly says, there is none righteous. No, not one. Throughout the whole scripture, like Abraham, when he was communicating to the angel of the Lord, and he, 
the other angel that was with him talked to him will come down to destroy uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, Abraham had him down to believe what if there was only ten righteous and he said, I will not destroy it. Obviously, he didn't find ten. He only found one, Lot. Uh, some people think he was not Lot. Go over and read Peter. Oh, God wrote through Peter because it's called Righteous Lot. See, a lot of people don't want to take the whole counsel of God. They only want to take one little counsel and make it work for them. Okay, that's a conviction for somebody. I'm not sure. Just let the conviction happen. I like it when I get convicted because that means I'm still hearing the Lord. And then you got some that kind of foolishly go over to Micah and they only grab one verse. He has told you, old man, what is good. Yeah, God. If we're not good, God is good alone. Our goodness comes and righteousness only comes through, through and by Jesus Christ. Period. We have none. We can say, well, I'm a good person in whose eyes? Not in God's eyes. We can do good stuff and in and of itself as to a point. But if you want to stand before God, your goodness is, well, not just yours. Our goodness is our filthy rags. Our good works are as filthy rags before God. It's only what we do in and through Christ Jesus that um, God counts the goodness. When God looks at a genuine believer, he's not looking at us. Boy, am I glad on that one. Because he still finds a lot of stuff in us. It's when he starts, it's when Jesus comes in and takes over his temple, new temple, and we're made new creations in Christ Jesus. We're being transformed uh, into his image. Uh, oh, God's going to get us there. Once he starts a good work, he's going to finish it. And the whole idea, there'll be nothing left for us. It's all him. God, look, God the Father looks down from heaven and he don't see us any longer. He sees Jesus. Period. But some would foolishly take Micah 6, 8. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with our God. See, you want to look at the rest of that verse, too. Verse is, actually. I people remember how what Bala, king of Moab, counseled, and what Balaam said of Beorah. Now, remember, they were both uh, false teachers. They were both uh, evil before God. So that you might know the righteous acts of the Lord. With what shall I come to the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come to him with burnt offerings, with yearly? No. See, they think that used to be good works to a point. Does the Lord take delight in thousands of rams? Nope. And ten thousand rivers of oil? <laughs> shall I present my firstborn for my rebellious acts? No. The fruit of my body for the sin? That's just, again... It's not us doing the justice. And God's justice won't. I'm glad His justice don't come at the right time because we're all deserving of His wrath. But Jesus took the wrath upon those that believe in Jesus. You know, look at John 3.16 out there and around it. It says, yeah, Jesus didn't come to uh, to condemn us. But the ones that condemn are the ones that are rejecting Jesus Christ. Because they're already condemned already. We were condemned pretty much uh, almost like Bertha Day because uh, we got the uh, sin of uh, Adam and Eve upon us, upon our fleshly nature. That's why no flesh won't inherit the kingdom of God. Nothing. No part of our fleshly nature.
will enter. No part of our flesh, period, will enter uh, the kingdom of heaven, even by Christ Jesus. The flesh will be will die, and will get new bodies. It's the spirit and the soul that are one with God. So people just want to stop there, but you know who actually teaches like that? Satan. God looks at partiality. He don't look at us. He looks at the kind of cells. James chapter 1. Um, we're not practicing his righteousness if we show any partiality. If we don't look at um, one segment of society, one gender, another... Um, if we only look to to just the um, wealthy, ignoring the wealthy, which is what was brought out in James out there, but God is not a respecter of persons. James chapter 2 predominantly in verse 9 but if you show partiality you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors verse 10 should get us out there but whoever keeps the whole law yet stumbles in one point he is guilt he has become guilty of all we can you know, got something to say just like um the rich young rulers and some other individuals that were even some of the Pharisees and say, well, we keep the law. You know, they'll go through the list of the Ten Commandments that became two. Um, we love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength and love others as ourselves. Don't say more than ourselves or don't say less than ourselves either. It's as, mother us, as equal. We look at other people as equals. Um, has that been practiced? Amongst believers? Yes. Has it been perfect? Nope. Because there was only one perfect human being ever in the history of this earth to walk upon this earth. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he was fully God and fully man. You got false teachers out there that are saying, well, you know, God laid down his, uh, I mean, Jesus laid down his Godship. But no. Jesus is still God. He's still part of the Godhead out there. He just didn't. Uh, Utilize it. Well, actually, all those healings he did and those miracles with the uh, loaves and the fish, that was God. <laughs> that was not just a mere man. That's why we can't do that stuff. I've seen it done. I've seen people get provided with a little food. Oh, that was all God. I'm giving that all God. I don't know how we did it. <laughs> actually, I still remember those things. Not a whole 5,000 people. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh... So again, if we're showing any partiality, I know people right now that are no of people uh, that are throwing out while it says, well, we practice justice. No, you ain't. You're showing partiality. You're guilty before God. You need to stop the partiality if you're only looking at one. That's, that's why no church leaders or even believers, even in their businesses, they say, well, in church, I don't. I don't practice partiality. We make sure we welcome everyone. That's the problem. Not everyone is supposed to welcome in the church. Unbelievers should be feel strange in, inside a true gospel preaching church. Uh, because the assembling of the saints is for the equipping of the saints. Period. There's no such thing as a seeker-sensitive church. As you know, that's basically Satan's church. You're just saying, well, we're going to water down everything so we don't offend the um, The gospel offends us until we come to Jesus Christ. So if you're calling yourself seeker-sensitive, you're not preaching God's gospel. You're preaching Satan's. And you're not practicing God's righteousness and God's justice. 
Let's jump over to First John, I tell you. See, this is called the whole counsel of God when we're, before we even deliver a message or teach a message. You don't just look at one line and that's it. You gotta look at everything in context to the whole Word of God. Okay, I can't find chapter 2 here. I'm getting there. Oh, wait a minute, I went too far. I'm in Peter. Found it! Okay. First John chapter 2, 29. If you know what that he is righteous. There you go. That he is Jesus. You know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. That's that new birth as John chapter 3 and 5 mentioned. Now that word practices, which is what our believers, our genuine believers in Jesus Christ are to practice. Um, and yeah, we practice. Does that mean we're going to get around? Yeah, we won't get nothing perfect until we get home. Yes, we practice it. We try we try our best to study his word, to know his word. And actually to know his word is to know him and be known by him. I still shake sometimes because, you know, when I stand before the Lord, when I hear his uh, trumpet sound or hear him call me home, whichever comes first, um, I, I don't want to hear him say to me, who are you? I never knew you. I mean, there's a little bit of fear in there out there. I don't want to hear him say that. There's many that think they're not going to hear that, but they're going to hear it. And then jump down to chapter 3 over in First John 4 through 10. Uh, Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Well, basically any form of lawlessness. Yeah, everything in order. See, God set up this entire earth, but because we refuse, we reject Jesus Christ, that we're rejecting the way he set up this earth. We keep trying to change it through other human beings. There was only one one person that was human being for 33 years upon this earth, and that's Jesus Christ. If we're not doing things his way, if we're trying to get a candidate into office that we think is going to serve our needs, none of them will serve our needs. They'll talk through one side of their head and act through another side of their head. That's not the line, but I can't remember the line. Some of y'all know the line. It don't matter what the line is. It's pretty much the same thing. It's just a different way to say it. It's either got tomatoes or tomatoes. And we argue over the word tomato or tomatoes. You're a jackass. You're a stupid idiot. You are as lost as can be. Probably. So, are you, you know, lawlessness, if you're going by the word, the whole word of God. If you're just sitting on one verse, camping on one verse, and, yep, okay, that's what I'm going to build my church, one verse. No. The foundation is Jesus Christ. And that's from Jesus Christ is mentioned the Genesis all the way through Revelation. Okay, somebody hopefully gets convicted if their heart not conscience. That's another one too. When the Holy Spirit convicts us, our hearts can become so high to think, well, I'm not getting convicted, so I guess I'm not doing wrong. That could be the case. I'm not saying it's not. Or... As it's mentioned in, uh, I think it's 2 Timothy, your conscience should, could be at the point where it becomes so hard, God's been convicting you, been convicting you, and you've just been ignoring it, ignoring it, and not recognizing his sweet, awesome, beautiful voice, sweet, still voice. 
that your conscience is now hardened like stone and the convictions are not coming in. Or you could be like Eli that wasn't hearing convictions of the Lord, wasn't hearing his voice. Eli on the priest, Eli, when he was supposed to be mentoring uh, Samuel, could no longer hear the word of God. He was no, and he was a priest of God, appointed as such, and from the tribe of Levi. Which back then, that's where they all came from. They all came from one uh, bloodline, one family line. Uh, well, they're all Israel. So, uh, that's not the way pastors are called today. You don't call. It's not. It's not family to father to son, the son to son to son, right down the line. No, 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 no. That's Old Testament theology. That is no longer practiced in the New Testament. That's not the way people are called. It's like, well, that's my daddy's church. That's my granddaddy's church. You need to run away from that doctrine. That's We don't live in the Old Testament anymore. Boy, am I glad that one. I couldn't take all those 600 laws. I couldn't do one. But neither could you. Okay, I got off topic here. Dang, I got to stop that. I got to get this done. You know that he appeared, that he is Jesus again, in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. Yeah, because Jesus was sinless. He was righteous, and he died for, he suffered and died on the cross for me and you. For we were wrong with God. We were a sin before God. Suffered, died, was buried on the third day, he rose again. Forty days after that, returned back to the throne. He's sitting right now at the right hand of the Father. Oh, he's waiting for him to say, okay, go get my children. Step out on the clouds. Woo! I got happy there. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has seen him or knows him. Little children, make sure no one deceives you. The one who practices righteousness is righteous, not just as he is righteous. The one who practices sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the de and the devil. By the way, he's done it. No one who is born of God practices sin. That, see, that's that word practice again. That just means we don't do it on a regular basis. We don't continue committing adultery. We don't continue uh, having sex outside of marriage to file in the marriage bed. We don't continue to cuss and curse under the before God out there and that's not as I learned not too long ago that's not what taking the Lord's name in vain is taking the Lord's name is calling yourself a Christian when you're not when he hasn't said you are yet uh, but it still it still uses found language you're still committing sin um, when you do it in more than angry not um, lusting after another not refusing to dress modestly as is told in um, Thessalonians, I think. Actually, I think it's a couple of places. Not playing the part of a harlot, dressing as a harlot, not chasing after idols and holding, bowing down to idols. We may stumble to that stuff. The devil tempts us every day. If we're not being tempted by the devil, we're still his. He's not going to tempt those who are his because he's already got us. Uh, and we were all... Thought it said that. Okay. Verse 10. By this the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother. 
We got to be careful too. Who is our brother? Our brothers, fellow believers in Christ Jesus only. We can't love this world or the ways of this world. We, you know, we cannot. We only love a sinner that we want them to be saved. We want them to hear the gospel. We don't know really when God's working on somebody to soften our hearts. So that we can, when we hear the gospel, we receive the gospel, we're actually receiving Jesus Christ. But we are commanded to proclaim the gospel to everyone, everywhere, as the Spirit sends us. And guess what? The Spirit is sending us out when we get up off of our prayers. Unless it's our nighttime prayers and He wants us to get rest for the body. Jesus himself needed rest for the body a little bit because remember, he was asleep in the middle of a storm on the boat. You or I pretty much, if we're in the middle of a storm and we're in the ocean or a lake, most of us are probably not going to sleep <laughs> unless you're a seasoned fisherman. Even the the seasoned fisherman, which most of Jesus' original disciples, first disciples, were seasoned fishermen. They were used to storms. They've written it before. And one last one and we'll finish here. Romans chapter 2. There'll be a couple of verses here. Uh, one of them is verse 11. For there is no partiality with God. So you're not practicing righteousness if you're showing partiality. If you're only looking at one culture and not another. Or if you're, if you're only looking at what's before you, what your eyes can see, what one church and not remembering who the church is. Now, the true church of Jesus Christ is not just in one building. It's not just in one city. It's not just in one area. It's all who are in Christ Jesus. They're all our brothers and sisters. Now, we're, we're not seeing, and we may never see down here, brothers and sisters in another country, but we are one with them and we need to start acting as such. That is the unity. We don't care what the external color is because God is not looking at that external color. Our heritage, our culture is no longer, we are of a new culture. The culture is Jesus Christ. We are one with him. We, in our weakness, in our foolishness, look only at the external. We only want to hang with what looks good on the outside. That's not God. That's showing partiality and that sin before God. Now I can almost assure somebody's going to be ticked off with that one. That's not the word I want to say. Uh, my flesh wanted to say another word, but I'm not going there. Turn over to chapter 6 in Romans, verses 12 through 14. Therefore, do not let sin reign. Gotta make sure I read that right. Yes. In your mortal body. That means our fleshly body. It's so that you obey its lust. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourself to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Verse 14, For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. And finally, I'm probably not going to read it all. Romans chapter 8, 
verses 5 through 16. 5 through 8 should be extremely convicting to every single one of us. If it's not, your heart may not be right with God. I always have to say may because there is not one of us, no matter how mature you think you are, that can uh, actually tell if somebody's saved or not. You know, because somebody may be going a season with no fruit bearing. There are four seasons on this this earth right now. There probably always be four seasons. The next, we don't know what the the Bible doesn't describe too much. The new earth after this one is taken away, after this one is passed away. Uh, which, by the way, no one we are not told anywhere in the Bible to save this earth. We got to act a little bit responsibly to a point, but we are not to use the motivation to save this earth. That there is this passing away. People that use such line are clearly sons and daughters of the devil, of Satan himself, because they're rejecting Jesus Christ and his words. Period. That was a side note, and somebody's going to get cut to the heart for that one. They're going to be pissed off. Um, for those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit, that's the Spirit of God, by the way, the things of the Spirit, for the mind set on the flesh is dead, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not, that's what the two wars are that we face every single morning. Even when we go to bed for night, our thoughts may be starting to think uh, something that's very evil. <laughs> very evil before God, I should say. We've got to fight that temptation. Like I said, those that are no longer children of the devil and are now children of God, if you're not being tempted uh, by the devil, it's not sin. But to be tempted is not sin. But to receive and actually do the the temptation. To take it. Take it up and go practice it. That's where we commit to sin. Uh, lost my place. Dang. Okay. Because the mindset of flesh hostile toward God. For it does not subject it to itself to the law of God. For it is not able, even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That is so true. However, you are not in the flesh. Again, this is actually God told Paul to write to the Romans, but he's actually writing it for us today also for our instruction, our edification. Though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Again, not our righteousness. Remember Ezekiel, remember the original verses, Ezekiel 5 through 9. That's the true righteousness. The Spirit is alive because of the But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, in all believers, the Spirit of God dwells in us. He's our counselor, our comforter, our teacher, our strength, our power. And actually, it's by the Spirit that prays according to the will of God. We can't pray. We really can't pray according to our fleshly words. We have no ability to do that. We're always going to pray according to the flesh. We may start out using Bible words, but in a nutshell, when we try and pray according to the flesh, 
it's always going to be according to our flesh and nature. It's always going to fall back on that one because that's what we see. But it's the Spirit of God in us that's praying according to the will of God. It's Him we need to be listening to when we pray. That's true prayer. Part of it. Uh, give light now through His Spirit who dwells. So then, brother, we are under obligation not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For you are living... If you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Okay. Uh, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of slavery, leading to fear again. But you have either, well, you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Ooh, every day I can hear the Spirit call. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. <clears throat> and if children, I'm going to go on a little further. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we must also be glorified with him. I'm not going to go in on that one, but I suggest you start reading the whole Bible. So again, you really think you're practicing righteousness by looking, just, by showing partiality, by showing greediness, by um, selling something and uh, charging interest out there, you know, which means you're, uh, you're unofficially getting more money for what you just sold, whatever that was. There's a whole list on that. You're, by, by, you think by practicing unjust gain, which is... Anything, pretty much any gain, unreasonable gain, uh, charging more than it's actually worth, just so you can continue in your lifestyle, thinking that we can live a lifestyle down here, um, according to this world, and be right with God. God has a lifestyle. Actually, God's our life. Jesus is now our life, as it says in Acts 17:24. If we're if we're sons of God, then we have to live according to His laws, His words. Uh, we don't live according to law, but they're still there as a boundary to keep us safe. So we're, we're not actually keeping the law. Jesus kept the law for us, but we still had to live by it because they're still his words. It's, um, because they're there to keep us safe. So hope that encouraged you, corrected. I know it's a little bit long, but... Most of us can't even sit through more than it. most of us want on in our flesh a 15-minute sermon now. You know, the real preachers from years ago, their sermons were about an hour. You know why? Because they were men of God, and they actually listened to God, and they only preached what, what the Lord was telling them to speak, because they were attuned to His voice and obedient to His voice. Were they? Did they make mistakes? Yep, because all, all of us as human beings do. We don't love each other just when we do. When we're good little boys and girls, Jesus loves us always, because He forgives us not seven times, but seventy times seven. That's like per day. Uh, somebody makes a mistake. You got spouses out there that. You know, their other spouse makes one mistake. It's, that's it. I'm done. I'm on divorce. Because they're not right with God. Period. Love y'all.